We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna <laughs> shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, he's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. Okay, we're back. Our our short beverage break is over, and I'm super excited because I got a guy with us that I've been listening to their podcast for quite a while now, fellow Detroit guy. Mikey from Breaking Down the Ring. How the hell are you, sir? Uh, I am tired. I am quarantined. I am all by myself. Uh, running out of lotion. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. That Pornhub Premium is going to be free soon. You, you'll be just fine. <laughs> Man, everyone was talking about, oh, my God, we're running out of toilet paper. No one ever thought about, what about the lotion? <laughs> it's in the basket. <laughs> I, I seriously didn't understand why alcohol hadn't sold out. The way before, <laughs> probably easier to get your hands right. on than toilet paper, I guess. For sure. So yeah, well, well, one of the reasons I wanted to get you um, this week, Mike, is you know we were supposed to have WrestleMania here. I mean, it's literally it's in our backyard. I mean, we're, Greg, how far away from me from Raymond uh, James? From where we're at right now, it's about fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's it's literally a, just a quick drive over the water. So naturally, we were excited about it, and uh, it, that's not happening anymore. And we applied for press credentials, and they gave us thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> But the good news is we can still go. They they can't tell us not to go now. Right? Right. But um you being the re- the wrestling connoisseur that you are, what were your feelings about it being canceled, the reschedule and all that stuff? Um so what do you got? What what do you think about it? So there's a lot of talk right now. Okay? Uh there's a lot of talk. First off, if this is the actual thing that they're going with, um I I, I think it's dumb. But I also think that this is really, really smart business on Vince McMahon's side. And here's why. Because apparently, and this is just from, like, I I rarely read dirt sheets, but this keeps popping up, so I had to finally read it. Apparently, Vince McMahon, according to all of the insurance things that are going on with this, has to try his best to keep this thing going. Unless the government itself shuts it down, he will not get his, a re, uh, an insurance reimbursement for this. So while everyone's flipping out that Vincent Mann's doing the dumb thing in the world, like, oh, my God, why are you doing this? You made it a two-day. You brought in Gronk. Oh, my God. But it's like if, if that's the case, if it's really about, hey, if I don't do this, my insurance doesn't recoup me, Vince loses so much money on this, and it could hurt any company. Right. Right. Even let's let's talk AEW. AEW had blood and guts was supposed to be this Wednesday. They announced yesterday it's postponed. They're still going to do live dynamite, but they're not doing blood and guts next week because it's just not the right time to do it. I don't know about you. Quick, quick question on that one thing, because I just a little bit of backstory in that. I am a massive AEW guy now. I've watched it since week one. 
I it's the only thing I watch really live during the week anymore is just Dynamite and this Blood and Guts thing. Which mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's War Games, but Vince has the out. Yeah, the, he I has mean, the rights to the yeah, name. Yeah, but they don't have the name for it. Correct. Yeah. But that show yeah. last week, you know that that show that had no fans. What they did with that, in my opinion, was absolutely brilliant. Heels in the stands. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Good guys in the stands. MJF taking bets with Spears during the matches was absolutely gold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it or not, but when the best friends were wrestling the Luchas, MJF yelled out, you're built like a baked potato. I lost it. <laughs> I was rolling. But this big uh, blood and guts show that they had coming up, I'm glad they canceled it because that's something that has to be done in front of fans because fans will well, are going to go hold on. nuts. Not canceled. Postponed. Put, it was postponed. Th- yeah. They didn't cancel it. They, yeah. That, yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry about that. It's They're going to yeah. wait to do it at the right time when the fans can be there, and I think that was a great move. Yeah, and especially also with all of the things uh, going on in, in the world, like you got to think about it, um, with all of this majorly contagious you know, flu that's going on right now, uh, to get into that type of match where there's going to be blood, right, it then anything, it, it stops, it, it's no longer safe, right, right for anybody, that's- because if... For you, there's this whole thing with the COVID nineteen is you can pass it to somebody even if you don't know you have symptoms, even if you're not showing symptoms, you're still contagious if you have it. Right. So there could very well could be people in that organization, in any organization, that don't have uh, any symptoms but still have the coronavirus. So if they go into a match like that, where definitely there's going to be blood spilled and then shed across all of the bodies involved. That's not good. It's right. not safe. It's not practical. And I commend them for saying, you know what? We're still going to be doing the live dynamites. We're just pushing the blood and guts onto when it's appropriate to do. And I appreciate. I, I think that's great. I love it because I was super when when, he, when they announced that. I'm like, this is awesome. Like it, it's just. I, I listen to Busted Open a lot, and I know uh, you know Bully Ray is ma- massively popular in you know. He, it's he sums it up pretty much every week. AEW is just a lot of fun. It's fun wrestling, and that's what I love. So I've I, I've just been a huge AEW guy since it started. I, my DVR is almost half full now from everything since week one, plus both the pay per views. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Nice, nice, Mike. You said something. I mean, it's go ahead. Go ahead. You go. You go. No, I, I was going to say that's the same thing. It was uh, just uh, it's it, it's a great product. You know, I I believe when it first started off. See, I'm an NXT guy, and I thought, and I think, I still believe that NXT, for the most part, at the beginning, was the better show. Was AEW Dynamite bigger? Yeah, for sure. But there was a lot of sloppy wrestling. There was a lot of sloppy things with the referees. And to me, it's like you have to have a consistent product. And if your product is not consistent, then it throws it off for me. And it's the same thing that we've complained about WWE for so long, right? right? The consistency on a Raw or a SmackDown is, has been was horrid for quite a long time. But NXT... NXT was fluid from start to finish every week. Everything always made sense. And it harkened back to something that happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It didn't just throw it to the wayside. Right now, when AEW started getting their hold and getting their footing into the ground, now to me, it's more 50, 50, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that this week's episode of dynamite was better than NXT. You know, right. I think last week's episode of NXT was better than Dynamite, but the week before that, again, flip, Dynamite was better. Right. And it, that's just how it is, but that's how it should be. And that's how good wrestling um, pro- products, when they're going head to head, should be. And as far as um, and, and as far as when that comes along is as long as you have people who are honest about it. Now, 
I'm diehard. I will call shit out no matter what it is. Like I said, I shit, I shit talk that Roman Reigns, uh, uh, dog food thing. But at the same time, AEW's first, you know, uh, disqualification was the, was the Iron Man match, was it? Yeah, I think so. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. The first DQ was an Iron Man match, even though that many times we saw a manager hit another performer in front of a referee and the referee goes, hey, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So to me, it, it kind of takes away from it because you look at it and you go, really? That's the first dis- disqualification? All right, and, and but that and that's it. But you have to call people out on the BS, just like you have to praise them for when it's good. And if you're one of the one of these fans that's like, oh, everything WWE is doing sucks. AEW is wonderful, or the reverse, everything AEW is doing is stupid. Look at all these guys are signing from WWE to get better, and it's like, yeah, but during the original Monday Night Wars, where do you think Steve Austin, Triple H, The Undertaker, Mankind all came from? They were WCW, ECW guys right. that they brought into WWE to be better. That's just what AEW is doing. Shut up. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> I agree. For what it is. In fact, to, to your credit, I mean, I months ago, like I, last year, um, you, t- to your credit, you, you know, when the rest of us, I think half of your group, it sounded, if I remember correctly, about half, like we were just so thirsty for AEW because it just, it's something other than all the WWE bad storylines. We didn't care. We just wanted something new. But to your credit was, you were saying that, you know, you're cautious about it because like what you know the growing pains are going to go through it's not going to jump out of the gate being incredible it like you were critical of it but all the technical stuff like all the stuff that goes through the show like consistency was was what was a big one and it was all based off of all in uh the first pay-per-view that they put on and it was only because that they put themselves over on all in like it's a uh, you're telling me we're doing this 10,000 seats uh, show to really broadcast indie wrestling to the mainstream. And then the people who put it on all went over. I, I didn't see that any differently than when WCW was being run by Hogan Nash and Hall. You right. know what I'm saying? And you got the finger poke of doom and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm running this. So I'm going to be the one to go over. Now, again, to their credit, uh, Cody Rhodes had that match against Chris Jericho to where he said, if I lose, I will never fight for the AEW championship again. Now, never say never in wrestling, but they're sticking to it so far. And that's great. And this is a manager, an owner who has a part in it, who isn't just putting himself over. The only people in the executive vice presidencies of AEW to have held a title is Omega. And it's a tag title that he held with Hangman Page. It's the only time the elite has ever held titles in their promotion. And that's fine. Which is, right? cr- which is crazy. Versus Chris, but, but it's smart. That's smart. It's great right. booking because then eventually when the Bucks do become the tag type champions, because they're going to, let's not pretend like they're not, then people want to see it. And then they're going to be happy that they did it because they put it off and then just throw it in your face. Um, I don't. Have you guys watched any of the ruthless aggression things on WWE Network? No, and I keep hearing people talk about it. I'll have to go back and watch that Ugh. because it sounds great. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, I will just refer to one episode is uh, with the, where they're talking about evolution, and Vince wanted to split Batista and Evolution early, and Triple H said he had to fight with Vince weekly to push that off to Royal Rumble to after Batista won the Rumble to how they did it because Vince wanted to cash it into where they were fighting at the Royal Rumble for the world championship. And Triple H is like, no, you have to play this out. You have to have this story. 
And that's quite honestly exactly the problem with Vince. It's not so much that Vince sucks, because Vince, when his back is against the wall, is probably one of the smartest people in wrestling. I'm sorry, is the smartest people, in, one of right. the smartest people in wrestling. Because his back was against the wall after that Saudi show where they first had NXT invade that SmackDown episode. Yep. That was all written by Vince on the plane home, right? Nobody else. So it's not like he's out of touch. It's that he he wants to bust his nut. He doesn't he doesn't know how to hold back. He's the premature guy that the girls bang, right? <laughs> Every now and then that dude will totally pull it off. And you're like, wow, that's probably some of the greatest. But for the most part, dude's premature. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so what the hell? And that sucks. But AW is doing that correctly right now. The double swerve that they did on this episode of Dynamite, where they had uh, Brody Lee being the exalted one and Matt Hardy coming out to join the elite. That was smart because everybody and their mother was saying Matt Hardy was the exalted one. I'm not going to lie, right? man. I was giddy like a little kid when that drone flew in. <laughs> I, I it... And I will. I have to give it up to our guy. Smitty is the one who called Brody Lee. Smitty called it weeks ago. He goes, oh, yeah, Brody. Uh, well, because he was Luke Harper, Harper still at the time. He goes, Luke Harper's going to be the exalted one, no one else. Right. And I was like, oh, that's genius. And then it was, and I was like, oh, I hate when Smitty's right because yep. it's like 2% of the time. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, with, with that, and I, obviously the theme of our podcast is top five and I, you know, I was talking to you over the weekend and stuff. Do you have any like standout of your all time favorite moments in wrestling? So a lot of my moments in wrestling, um, are there, there's a few that are, you know, you, I've done something like I was at WrestleMania 23 here in Detroit. Um, and it happened by fluke because, uh, so, my family owns a prominent business in downtown Detroit, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna get. We're, we got told that we can get some tickets for uh, WrestleMania." And I'm nice. like, "Sweet, I don't have to buy any. Awesome!" And then, like the week before, she was like, "Yeah, we don't have any," mm. and I was like, "No!" And it was the worst feeling of my life. But because I also work in downtown Detroit, and WrestleMania is a week long experience, I ended up taking care of. I was working in this restaurant, and I ended up taking care of the THQ guys who did the video games, the SmackDown versus Raw games at the time. And uh, we got to talking, and I was telling them about their upcoming game, and they're like, wow, you're a real fan. And I was like, yeah, I'm not just, like, giving you crap, like, you know, trying to build you up. I actually really enjoy the product that you're putting out. So the THQ guys came in two days later to my job, and they were like, hey, we got two tickets to WrestleMania for you. I was like, what? So nice. I had to have my shift covered for that Sunday, and I ended up going to WrestleMania, and that was really cool. So I was at WrestleMania 23. That's cool. Um, but my real... My real uh, stuff, all most of them happen outside of wrestling. I, uh, I, because of where I work, I tend to meet people randomly and then find out what they're doing. Well, I met a couple of the people who were working backstage in WWE doing video production and things like that, and we became good friends. So anytime they were in town, they would usually hit me up and be like, hey, we you know you usually work Monday nights, but if you want, you know, we can get you tickets to Raw, we can get you tickets to SmackDown. And I was like, yeah, cool, you know, awesome, thanks, you know. So for a very long time, I had WWE people taking care of me the way I was taking care of them. And as wow. far as I was concerned, that was just a great give-and-take relationship That's for awesome. a wrestling fan, right? Oh, you don't want to tab at your bar? Sweet, awesome. I just don't want to pay for these tickets. That's true. <laughs> That's smart. But at the same time, they offered. I, I'm one of those people where it's like, look, I will give away anything. Like, I will give myself before I ask for anything in return. The way I look at it is – these people have always put on entertainment value for me and factor. So if I can buy you around or give you a sweatshirt from my bar, 
I'll, I'll pay for that and you'll be fine. You know, I don't, I don't really care. Smart. So the one time I was at a raw and they, they hit me up and they said, Hey, it's, uh, it's one of the wrestlers birthday. Do you mind if we come in? And I was like, no, not at all. Do you want me to close the bar down for this? Like, and they're like, nope, nope. It could, it could stay open to the public, but, uh, it was Mickey James birthday. So like, we're going to bring in Mickey James and this is back old school. And when I say old school, I mean, Evan Bourne and the Miz were tagging, uh, Hornswoggle was still in WWE. Oh this is like, you know, ruthless aggression era. And I mentioned those people specifically because they all, fucking, they all came to the bar. Like I got to meet them all. Miz, Hornswoggle, Evan Bourne, uh, MVP was there buying shots like crazy. Wow. Uh, and John Cena came in and John Cena was like, Hey, do you guys have the kitchen open? And on Monday nights, we never opened the kitchen because we never had anyone really ask for food. And I was like, you do know, but Cena. it can be <laughs> right. Have you seen his movies? It he can, can tear be. some shit up. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, and my cousin happened to be at the bar at the time. And I was like, Hey, I need you to bartend while I cook. And he was like, okay. And, um, they, they took care of us really well. Like John Cena had like, uh, cause he was buying rounds and stuff. I think this was the time that he was kind of dating Mickey James. It was like right after his divorce slash breakup. So he's like talking to Mickey James for a little bit. Right. And, uh, he had like a $50 tab. He tipped $50 on it. He tipped a hundred percent. Uh, and I ended up throwing my cousin, like, you know, $200. He goes, that's too much. I only worked like an hour and a half. I said, dude, they keep throwing money at me. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And after it all, I, I mean, I, I made uh, like about $500 and I met like every wrestler and did shots with MVP and The Miz and they were all great people. And to this day, it's one of the best nights of my life. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's one hell of a night. That was, oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Okay. So- Alicia Fox, Eve Torres. Oh, oh damn. Good. Dude, you had me. At, <laughs> yeah. You had me at Mickey James. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is. She is. She has a sweet Southern Belle, isn't she? <laughs> okay, I got some questions for you, and and they're not hard yeah. questions. Just just you know, our our theme of our show is every week we do a top five list of of something. Um, so I'm going to okay. ask you some questions. You can just answer them for me. All right. So the first one is pancakes okay. or waffles? <laughs> uh, waffles. They're like pancakes with little syrup traps. Perfect. Genius answer. All right. Second one. <laughs> Who's your all time favorite wrestler? Kurt Angle. Nice. Beer or wine? Beer. Okay. Who's your and this isn't like you're downplaying anybody or or, or who's your most hated wrestler? Like the person you're like, oh, I can't. St-. Not that you didn't like his his in the ring. It was just like, oh, I can't stand that guy. You could say like best heel. Like yeah. who do I think is who do who do I think is the best heel? Oh, or or, or or just someone that you. It can also be someone you did over, not like wait, to watch all wrestle. All time or all, all, all time? Wait, what? All time. Maybe it was just someone you didn't like to see wrestle. Oh, that I didn't like? So not heels, just who do I think was just overrated? Either or. Either or. Whichever. Oh, man. That's that's difficult because... For a real I fan, really, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, because like you, you have to appreciate that a lot of what these guys are doing... If, uh, man, um, We can come back to it or you can skip oh. it if you want. No, I'll, I'll, you know, it, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at the company, but I'm really not... Uh, Jimmy Havoc in AEW, I was just like, what? The, what is this dude? <laughs> like, I agree. I, he's a I'm, staple gun. I, he's a staple gun. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's nothing to this. He doesn't have any real skills. And I'll be very honest, Luchasaurus is starting to annoy me too because he had a lot of. Lately, he's just been looking sloppy in that ring, like not connecting on shots and stuff. Like this week, like there was a knee that, like when totally there's no missed. audience. 
Right, yep. yeah. When there's no audience, it's even more like we're staring at them because he can't cut to the crowd. So he like he whiffed a, a, a roundhouse kick that knee he whiffed, and uh, there was like uh, you know just that he, him throwing uh, Jungle Boy to which flopped the end of that move, and I was just like, man, yep. uh, Luchasaurus is starting to become just a gimmick. But yeah, if I had to choose anyone right now. It would. I mean, I'm really even trying to think of like someone in WWE. I was just like, really? But no, like Jimmy Havoc right now is a staple gun and a haircut. It's probably why he's not on TV every week. Yeah, not not very often. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I think it's Jimmy Havoc. Okay, <laughs> right. Currently, that's good all one. Who who? What's your favorite signature move? Uh, my favorite signature move all time. I can say um, mine without even thinking about it. What's yours? Uh, I'll let you go first because I don't want to steal it in case you in case you have it. See, okay, so like the signature move, I, I really like signature or finisher because they're two different things. Like one sets it up and the other one either is, either or. Uh, what you, was whenever you see it, you're like, yes, he did it. Whatever move makes you pop the loudest. Ah, oh, whatever move makes me pop the. You know, um, it, I don't. I guess it's so weird to say I pop for moves now, but. There's really just the RKO is like the it, right? Like, because when he truly does hit it out of nowhere, it's the biggest pop. It's it's like the major thing. Like, sure, I love to see uh, back in the day, you know, uh, Eddie Guerrero with the suplexes or Chris Benoit with the Germans and stuff like that. Like, those are great moves. And then eventually, you know, Kurt Angle, you know, uh, invoked a lot of that stuff in remembrance of them. But... I just think like the RKO is literally the most out of nowhere finisher that when you see it, you're just like, wow, that was a thing of duty. Go ahead, Mike. Mine absolutely without question is the Canadian destroyer. That move turns me into a, a seven year old kid. Me. Every now time everyone does it. I know. And every everyone time, and every time Dustin does it, I love it. It just, it, okay. it just That's puts a smile old. on my face. <laughs> my favorite. It's because he's old. Well, actually, uh, who who was the one that was kind of no? Was it Petey Williams? Um, yeah, Petey Williams and, uh, uh, created it. It's just an awesome move to watch when it's done perfectly. My favorite has Anytime always. Anytime Petey Williams does it, I agree. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. For sure. I'm sorry, dude. My favorite has always been the bionic elbow, just because it was so ridiculous. Oh, it's... when Dusty Rhodes used to do that, I just to... you're like this guy weighs like 418 pounds and three pounds of its muscle, and he's got the bionic elbow coming. All right. Pizza or wings? With the bionic elbow, baby. Right? Oh my God! You know he's he's one of my favorites of all time. It's hard for me. Uh, he sh- he should it, be. It's hard for him to not be in it, my top three. If you go back to a, a yeah. few weeks ago, or not few weeks, but like within the past couple months, we did a wrestling episode. It was our top five favorite all time wrestlers. So if I mean that 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 was a tough list to whittle down, but that's something like if you're bored or whatever, go back and listen to that one. Okay. So I have to ask you guys a quick. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. Sure. And, and and this is literally because I have gotten so much hell for the. I don't know. Am I allowed to like curse? I I kind of have Fuck been, no. but I've been toning it down. <laughs> Turn that shit up to ten, Mike. Yeah, go for it. We say whatever <laughs> we want on this podcast. <laughs> I was like, there was quite a few times where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> Absolutely. That. All right, I've gotten so much shit for this, but in either of your top fives, right? Was there the Undertaker? No. No. I think The Undertaker is the most overrated. If I have to put in a top five overrated gimmick or top five overrated wrestlers, 
it is Undertaker, number one, fully. I can't say the gimmick because I think the gimmick is legendary, but I just think the Undertaker is like, um, okay, you guys ever watch the Big Bang Theory? Yep. So remember that episode of the Big Bang Theory where someone was like, yeah, if Indiana Jones wasn't in Raiders of the Lost Ark, nothing would have changed? Right. My life hasn't been the same since. That's the Undertaker in wrestling, bro. He's an entrance. That, My, to me, that's it, though. That's all he's got. He's an entrance. The <laughs> Undertaker, got, to me, was just this big, gargantuan guy that was not super athletic. He was just like, he was the immovable object in the ring. And he was more he was more exciting and fun to watch when he and Paul Bearer were doing whatever it was that they were doing before the match. And then it was just like, oh, okay, by the way, he's going to wrestle. Right. No, Mike, I, I, right. I, 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 I will not give you shit over that at all because I think that is a valid, valid point. I, I, I agree as well. And again, that's just, that's me knocking, that's just me as, as talking about the wrestle. I think the gimmick's amazing. And I think I, I, at the same time, you can't say he's not one of the best big men, which is crazy to say right. that he's probably the most overrated people in wrestling, but he's still one of the best big men. And it's because, like you said, most people his size don't do do suicide dives over the top rope or walk along the tightrope and then hit a move. You know, he he has moves. It's just people give him such this esteem for everything, and it's like, man, Kurt Henning is better, and he never was at the top level right. that the Undertaker was. You I know, agree. like I just. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Next, I guess next. That's question. that's also <laughs> one of the great things about our show is that Mike, Mike, and I have known each other for about uh, ten, twelve years now, and we have these arguments where I'm like, "Oh, you're wrong. You're stupid." You'd be like, "Shut up. Shut your face." And then we hug up afterwards every time. Dude, and that, that's that's how this podcast started. <laughs> we 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 always we always throw that stuff out there, and it, sometimes our we're not like status quo. We're not talking about what people think we're just trying this is kind of how we perceive it and because we perceive it that way doesn't mean that it's right it's just how we perceive it you know what i mean right it's your opinion yeah yeah and that's what and and we're still best friends so it it just works out that way and honestly mike that's what i love about your guys' show because when you guys disagree it's gold (laughs) (laughs) it usually is okay i got just a couple i got a couple more for you here uh pizza or wings yeah shoot I'm sorry, what? Pizza or wings? Pizza. Okay. Your favorite movie with the wrestler as the lead, as the starring role? My favorite movie with the wrestler as a starring role. Huh. I got mine. Because there's a lot Uh, of them. It's not not the chaperone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God, because I would hang up right. on what you a, right now. What about Mr. Nanny? <laughs> uh, Mr. Nanny is like up there, right? <laughs> um, man, I, I'm gonna have to go. Jeez, dude. I, you know, I, I, I think The Rock is gonna have to be this person uh, in the starring role, uh, and it's got to be one of his movies. But I don't know if it's Jumanji. Or um, the rundown, because man, I think the rundown with Sean William Scott is just such a great movie. But it really is. So is Gridiron Gang and Walking Tall, right? <laughs> like, yep. uh, Gridiron Gang is also a really good movie. I, I, so if with a wrestler at the top, I'm trying to think of my my like my favorite movies. Like my favorite movies of all time, uh, definitely maybe is one of them. Uh, the Dark Knight is up there. Fight Club is up there. Um, so yeah, none of those have a wrestler starring in it. So if I had to go, 
I'd probably go with the rundown. I, I think that that's a severely underrated movie, and I think that's what catapulted Rock into being a different type of action star than what was formulaic at the time that they were trying to make him after The Mummy Returns and The Scorpion King. That one is my number two, and also, let's not forget, it's got Rosario Dawson. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, my number one was Condemned with with Stone Cold. Okay. I, I, Contends a, a good flick. It's a it, that, that's a fun guy movie, start to finish. My number one is a movie that I saw yeah. in the theater and hated it, but now it's probably one of my favorite. And I know that there's a lot of rock movies out there that are really good, but it's going to be hard to beat. They live. They live. They live. Oh, that oh, is a great fuck. call with yeah. Root, with oh, Roddy Roddy. That- Dude, for, that for, is forgot. yeah, that's a that is a cult classic. Yep, and, I'm here to and that's why kick ass and chew bubblegum. All, <laughs> all out of bubblegum. Bubble all right, who's your favorite? Uh, uh, who's your favorite tag team of all time? My favorite tag team of all time. Uh man, I, I that's tough. Would have to say it's current, right? And uh, like, I mean, look, you got all the people that paved the way. You know, you got you know the Road Warriors. You got the Rock and Roll Express. But then there's tag teams that just take it to a new level and are just a whole bunch of fun as well as being tacticians. And I would have said the revival, right? Yeah. I, I think that the revival are a great, solid, hard nosed tag team. As a matter of fact, that's the type of tag team that I like, but I really think that the combination of Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly and undisputed era might be to me currently uh, my favorite tag team of all time, just because how I've seen them act at house shows as well as on TV. I think Bobby Fish is one of the most underrated people in NXT right now. And I think that I I don't think they'll ever break the Undisputed Era apart, at least not for a while. But if they do, Bobby Fish deserves some type of run, at least in the the mid card, right? Because he is just, he can wrestle, he can talk. He's great. Man, the last time they were here, not the last time, because I wasn't able to attend it, but the time before when NXT was here, Oh, Bobby Fish just had everyone loving it because the way he was talking, going back and forth with the ref, just cutting jokes, cutting promos on other guys in the ring, it was spectacular. So I'd have to say right now, uh, O'Reilly and Fish from Undisputed Era is probably my favorite tag team. Wow. You? Oh, the Hart Foundation, with, okay. with, with, without a doubt. Mine, mine's old school. Oh, I hate Bret Hart. <laughs> I, I see. I love Bret Hart. I, just something about him. I, I, I mean – the, I, ma- the match with him and Stone ring, Cold at WrestleMania is is awesome to me. Yeah, I agree. I can't argue that. I, in the ring, Bret Hart is a is a five star performer every time. Every time. Talking, Bret Hart is one of the most boring. It's like watching the PlayStation Five reveal. Heel Bret Hart is <laughs> better. It, bad guy Bret Hart was always good. He was just better, but I mean, I just I loved Bret Hart as growing up as a kid. Mine is old school. I won't like, knock it. Yeah, like like I said, I'm I've more into wrestling in the olden days. Mine is a tie between the British Bulldogs and how could you not love Hulk and Mr. T? Fuck yeah, WrestleMania and not three. Not not that they were good, but you were just like I mean, at that point, at that point in our country, it was like, oh my God, Mr. T is going to be a wrestler. Yeah, and I was too young and stupid to realize that it was. It was scripted the way it is. I thought it was still real. So Dude, there, we there all you did. go. We yeah. all did. Now, see, hold on. See, this is what I tell people about the WWE right now. I'm like, look, if, imagine what made you fall in love with wrestling. You were a kid. That's what they were catering to. Right. That's what they're still catering to. Killing, saying WWE is out of touch and sucks is not true because I have an 11-year-old daughter that is in love with 80% of the things going on with this stuff. 
just like when I was a kid, I was in love with it. It's not that they're out of touch. It's that they're not trying to reach the adult market as much as they were during the attitude and beginning of the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, makes right? sense. They're playing now for the money. And you can be mad about it, and you can say you don't like it, and that's fine. That You don't have to watch it, you know. But at the same time, to say that they're out of touch, that's not true. They're just not catering to you anymore. <laughs> that's and, and that is more evident if you go to a Walmart and you look at the wrestling aisle in the toy department. That is a great point, yeah. Mike. Great, great point. True. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Least favorite tag team. Least favorite tag team? Uh, Don't you dare say Heart Foundation. Natalia. No, anything with Natalia and not Beth Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Oh, God. Least favorite? Um, I'll give you mine. It, Mine was the Iron Sheik and um, the Russian guy, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov hated him. What? <laughs> wanted him. Wanted him to literally die every time I watched him walk into the ring. I, I'll tell you what the 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 team right now that makes me turn the channel faster than anything is freaking Gallows and Anderson. I cannot stand really? them. In now, I I know yeah. they have a reputation in Japan and all that stuff. I just cannot stand those two. And when uh, when Gallo started painting his face like a transvestite bartender, I just don't. We 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 have a burger place down here. What's the name of that place? Ham- hamburger. hamburger Marys. We have a place down here called Hamburger Marys, and it's a drag queen restaurant. That's what he okay. makes me think of. I've never been there, but I can imagine they all look like him. I just can't stand him. <laughs> What's really funny is that was his look in Japan. Yeah, I know. It's and it's just there's something about it. I just hate them. Right. That's fair. I guess they're not everything's for everyone. You're yeah. supposed to understand that. Yeah. Last one. Your favorite accessory to a wrestler. And by that I mean like Undertaker and then Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer was the Undertaker's accessory. Like a Whether, manager? Like a, not, oh, not necessarily like a manager, manager, just something or? that was always something uh, Macho Man and or um uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and his snake. His snake was his accessory. The boogeyman okay. and the worms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, something like that. Something that was it was kind of like their trademark or so something gross. that was there with them all the time. Like you never Kurt saw Angle's cold metal. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. No, that's it. Kurt Angle's gold Kurt medal. Angle's that's gold my medal. Because that that is literally every time he had it, you always heard the exact same promo, and yep. it's so old and so over that you always know that Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Did you and, see the video yeah. he posted from home while eating Playing spaghetti? The guitar. <laughs> No, Wait, the, the the other one where he's eating spaghetti. I did not see the spaghetti one. He's simply eating spaghetti and he's cutting it with a, with scissors, like you know the video that we've seen numerous times online. And the his wife or someone in the background was like, "Are you seriously eating spaghetti like that?" And he says, "Hey, I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I can eat spaghetti <laughs> this way." And I'm like, "My God, this dude is just living it forever. It's awesome." Oh, I love Kurt so it's, much. <laughs> he's entertaining as hell. What about you? Yeah. Who's yours? The worst? No, your favorite. Oh, your favorite. favorite. Oh, it's Jake the Snake, obviously. The it, snake? It's Oh, yeah. Forever it'll be the snake. I, I hated him whenever he was in the ring, but I always loved it because he brought Miss Elizabeth with him because she was so hot. Oh, yeah. Miss Elizabeth yeah. with Macho Man. That's fair. I, I enslaved you. You hated Macho Man? I Yeah, because... I I. I, dude, I was a Hulk guy. I, I was. I, I wanted to see Hulk win. I, I didn't like Ric Flair either because Ric Flair always won. But now Ric Flair is like one of my favorite wrestlers ever, just because. 
but again, again, I was I like, love... I was like sixteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, right. But now I I appreciate him. <laughs> I go back and I appreciate him. But Macho Man was kind of a heel most of the time. You know, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't like great. Roddy I didn't like Roddy Roddy Piper either. But he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think anyway. one of the greatest heels of all time is Roddy Piper. Shit. That, yeah. That could, that could be a list in and of itself is yeah. just heels. Yeah, it could. So sure. that's all I got, Mike. Thanks, man. I appreciate you playing the game. Yeah, Mike. And yeah, uh, good game. also just, you know, t- taking the time out to spend with us and talk wrestling has just been awesome. But, um, you know, we're definitely going to keep your number on speed dial when stuff comes up because I'm doing my damnedest to get Greg into a- and AEW. Um, I know that um, he's coming over for the next it. pay-per-view. It's so it's uh, it- it's just great. But it is. Uh, I haven't gotten to watch a lot of it. But, man, when I watch it, it's so it's just so good. And I. I haven't seen a lot of the promo stuff, but the wrestling itself, the actual in-ring wrestling, is just freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I've, I show them a lot of Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers and just basically all the Spot Monkey stuff that, to me, just is just it's insane to watch. But well, yeah, kind of crazy time. I will get him there. But um, Mikey, go ahead and promote your stuff. What like you're you're uh, breaking down the ring, where to find it, the the live stuff you guys do on YouTube, which is great. Um, what do you got? Uh, so yeah, you guys can go to breakingdownthering.com. Uh, that right off the bat, right when you go to breakingdownthering.com, you get all of our socials, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our YouTube. You can also check out our official merchandise directly from that page. Get yourself a Breaking Down the Ring shirt, stuff like that. We are every Sunday. Well, hopefully every Sunday. Let's be very honest. The coronavirus can put us in lockdown, but if it doesn't, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we go live on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Twitch, all that stuff, um, and we go for two hours, man. And if you are able to catch it live, uh, you can then listen to it on wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. So you guys can listen to us babble on about nothing and just tell Smitty how wrong he is all the time. <laughs> that, that is always fun to listen to as well. Awesome. But uh, again, Mike, I really appreciate your time. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely going to talk again, and I'm, you know, I'm glad we kind of hooked up over this whole thing it's it's always good talking to you and watching your live videos on twitter when you do that stuff and uh appreciate it we'll talk to you again soon thank you very very much man stay hey, man. safe Pre- yeah appreciate you guys thank you so much you guys stay safer down there you guys are the ones with the millennials not giving a damn about anything on the beaches yeah i'm just gonna stay inside play video games and hey, watch movies hey to be fair to be fair like 80 percent of that <laughs> is, to be fair, is, is, to be fair. <laughs> mike has mike hasn't watched letter kenny yet he he I'm, i've been trying trying to get him into it but that's that's a lot of you tourists uh, no i'm, I'm watching it i'm watching it this weekend okay so greg this weekend that means you got to start watching some AEW if we're going to get if you're getting him to finally watch letter kenny all right. Yeah. That, 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 that's ah! fair, fair with me. That's good enough. Threaten me I with agree. a good time. Right? <laughs> All right, Mikey, we really appreciate and that's it. that's what I appreciate yep. about you. Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> that's among other things. I got to step my game up. Yes, you do. You'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was ve- it was a pleasure to meet you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Honestly, uh, I can't talk enough about you guys. It was funny when it was like, oh, put us over. I'm like, I've been subscribed to you guys for a while. You guys are great. It's great listening to you. And I had no you idea. You thought of having me on. I appreciate it. Oh. Of course not. You're not supposed to. I'm not walking around going, hey, I did this for you. Now do this for well, me. I, th- no, man. I just, that's a fair respect point. Respect where respect is due. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. But I'm definitely good. We are going to definitely promote the shit out of your stuff because it, it, it is entertaining. It is fun. And let's face it, we're all going to have a lot of free time here soon. 
right? No shit. Yeah. You know what? We're pretty close to Orlando. Why don't you come down and we'll go stand outside of the arena while they do WrestleMania? <laughs> What's crazy is I used to live down there. So I know like around the area that you guys are. Because I lived up in Port Ritchie. Dude, oh, uh, yeah, you're only about, about 30 minutes from us. Five years. That's a great idea. Yeah, you come yep, down man. here, and we can put on Mikey Mania. <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> All right, man, you stay safe, stay healthy, and we, 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 we'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas, thank you again. All right, buddy, take it easy. Bye-bye. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry, literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.